With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everybody this is rams up your favorite la rams podcast you can also follow us on youtube our youtube handle is at la rams up hey we're not insiders here we're just rams fans that love talking about our la rams i'm your host mark let's get to it Welcome back, Ram fans. What's the big news today? Well, it's that news we've been kind of dreading, but I think we've all been sort of expecting it as well, right? Cooper Cup ruled out of the opener against Seattle with that hamstring issue. And even worse, more foreboding, McVeigh considering, suggesting anyways, that he would consider putting Cooper Cup on injured reserve. Now, I know a lot of you are going to say, a lot of you Ram fans I've already been saying it. Hey, you know what? Let's roll to 2024. This could be a good thing. Let's just put them on an IR. Caleb Williams to Cooper Cup. How good does that sound? Well, you know what? I think Caleb Williams is a pipe dream, and I'm not ready to give up on this season quite yet. I mean, come on, folks. The season hasn't even started yet. I get it, but I'm not going there. Uh, it's going to be a difficult task going into Seattle without Cooper Cup. However, remember this Seattle team, they're not good at defending the run, haven't been for a few years, and that's what the Rams are going to have to do. I'll get into this more in my Ram-Seahawk preview coming up in a day or two, but they're going to have to hand the ball to Cam Akers 
and let that offensive line do some dirty work. Shorten this game. Put some points on the board on the ground. Allow Matthew Stafford the time to find some of these young receivers and hope this defense is good enough to uh, keep this game close. Rams can pull out a win behind their rushing attack. That's what I'm hoping. Not totally given up on the Rams yet. I'm sure the point spread's going to jump up a little bit, but I still think this is a pretty even game with or without Cooper Cup. Hey, when when a team loses a key guy like this, it's often what happens, everybody else just picks it up a notch. We've seen it over and over again. And hey, the Rams can be the ones to take it up a notch and pull out a win in Seattle, a place we've played pretty well over the years. The Rams have also ruled out Stetson Bennett and Hunter Long, and I know that does not belong in the same paragraph as Cooper Cup being ruled out. Bennett out means that Brett Ripien will surely be called up to the act of 48. Hunter Long, really no impact, not going to cause a roster shuffle. We have three healthy tight ends and Hunter Long coming back from an injury. That should be no surprise. Other news, Jackson Smith-Najigba, the rookie wide receiver, coming back from a wrist injury, wrist surgery, in fact, and he's already been cleared to play against the Rams. Can't believe that he's 100%, but if he is, quite a set of receivers they have there, Metcalf, Lockett, and the rookie Najigba. So we'll see how that works out. Rams secondary is going to have their hands full, and they also have a pretty darn good rushing attack there. So that's Another reason why the Rams have to shorten this game with a running attack. I'll get into that with my fearsome four keys to the game coming up in a day or two. Good thing I haven't already published that because it would probably already be somewhat irrelevant. But we'll be coming back at you with that in a day or two, like I said. And I wanted to talk about the 49ers a little bit. Someone sent this to me. The other day, their cap hits in 2024, Trent Williams, 28 million, Debo Samuel, 28 plus million, Eric Armstead, just short of 26 million, Fred Warner, 24.4 million, George Kittle, 19.8 million, Charvarius Ward, 17.9 million. I think they might be overpaying him. Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk, both north of 14 million. And now they have signed Nick Boza to an extension worth $170 million. So, you know, everybody's talking about the Rams being, uh, well, how do they put it, overextended as far as their contracts, overpaying a lot of guys, very top-heavy, and going all-in, as they say, for a Super Bowl. And for the Rams, it worked. For the 49ers, it better work this year or next, or they're going to be in deep trouble. I can't imagine they're going to be able to keep all these guys in all these contracts next year, but they're going to have to figure out a way to get to the Super Bowl and win one, or heads are going to roll in that 49er front office, I suspect. That's a lot of money to be paying out. And, you know, these guys are all great players. Well, most of them are anyways, so I get it. But that's an awful lot of money to be carrying into 2024. We'll see how that works out for them. Rams faced tons of criticism for that, even though they won a Super Bowl. We'll see how our friends up north handle things. 
We'll be back in a minute with our Duke Shelley player focus, as promised. I know, a little anticlimactic, given what's going on with Cooper Cup, but have to get it out there. And I'm also going to share my power rankings. The Shelley player focus and the power rankings, by the way, video format already out there on the YouTube channel for you to check out. Good stuff. I encourage you to do so and like and subscribe to that channel. Really appreciate it. Hey, let's take a moment to get to know our newest cornerback, Duke Shelley. Hey, you know who's really excited about the signing? Has to be Tutu Atwell. Why do I say that? Well, Shelley is listed on the Rams website at 5'8", 183, making him the new shortest player on the Rams roster. Tutu doing somersaults about that, probably. Now, coming out of college, he was listed at 5'9", 173, so... That discrepancy perhaps due to some uh, height inflation during that draft process, that would be my guess. Shelley, out of Tucker High School in Tucker, Georgia, three-year starter there, ranked as the 22nd best cornerback in his class by ESPN. Four years at Kansas State, 165 career tackles and eight interceptions, although he did miss some time that senior year due to a toe injury. What did the draft experts say about Duke Shelley? Called him an undersized slot corner. That would be expected, but I don't think it's entirely true, as we will see in a second here. Great ball skills, and several profilers mentioned his football character, meaning that he's a great locker room guy, studies the game, takes his craft seriously, comes to play and play hard every game, every down. Gotta love that about any football player, right? Called him an instinctive corner that will challenge every pass. Very competitive. A coach's dream. Again, goes back to that football character. So he's drafted by the Bears in the sixth round in the 2019 draft. Number 205 overall. For some context, the Rams didn't have a six-round pick that year, but 38 picks later, they drafted Nick Scott, our safety that moved on to Cincinnati. Played nine games as a rookie for the Vikings, mostly on special teams. 2021 played nine games with three starts before suffering a hamstring injury. I don't even want to talk about hamstring injuries, so let's just move on. Gets waived in August. The Vikings pick him up, and he ends up playing a significant role there when Cameron Dantzler gets hurt. Had a game-saving pass deflection in Week 10 against the Buffalo Bills. Vikings held on to win 33-30, but the Vikings decided to move on, released him. Raiders picked him up for about six months, and then the Rams signed him on September 1st. This is my scoop on Duke Shelley. Don't think of him as strictly a slot corner. He can play outside. He can play inside. He's got experience, extremely competitive, Good depth addition for this secondary, especially with Jolly going down. I think this pickup could pay off for the Rams. I like it a lot. Mark from Rams up here. I have my initial top 10 power rankings for the NFL going into week one of the 2023 season. First, I'm going to tell you about the four teams that just missed out. 
So you're not wondering and waiting for their names to appear. They will not appear in my top 10, but don't give up on them. I think they could make appearances very soon. Those four teams would be the New York Jets, Detroit Lions, Seattle Seahawks, and Jacksonville Jags. So who is my number 10 team? My number 10 team is the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is a team that is typically overvalued by the general public and even experts. Everybody always thinks the Steelers are going to do better than I would guess, but it's kind of reversed this year. I do think this is going to be a very competitive team. And hey, they have Mike Tomlin, perhaps. Well, he's definitely a top three coach, right? And I'm really excited about this Kenny Pickett to George Pickens connection that's developing. They have a rookie tackle, Broderick Jones, that's going to be a big impact. And they've also added that tight end, the giant Darnell Washington. Now, I don't know if he's going to make an impact this year, but he's a guy to keep your eye on. I think he's still buried in the depth chart. They got TJ Watt still rolling there. This is a pretty good team on both sides of the ball, but I think there's a lot of potential with those two young guys, Pickett and Pickens. Who's my number nine team? I'm rolling with the Miami Dolphins. And it's mostly about their skill positions. Jalen Ramsey's out. I understand that. Their defense is okay. But Tua, Tyreek, and the rookie, Devin Achan, he's probably going to miss the first couple of games, perhaps more. But, man, this team could be really electric. And, you know, defensive coordinators have fun with that. If Tua is healthy, this team's going to be really difficult to defend. My number eight team, the best regular season team in the league, perhaps the Santia, oops, LA Chargers, the Los Angeles Chargers. No questions about their offense. They added Quentin Johnson out of TCU for another target for Justin Herbert. Their defense seems to have all the right people. They just not, have not played together as a team. And, you know, this team is another another group that's just kind of jinxed over the years. I expect them to make a strong playoff run. What happens once they get there? Man, ask a Charger fan about that. My number seven team, the Dallas Cowboys, still have a strong offensive line. Dak Prescott, now he's got Brandon Cooks to throw to, and Lamb is a great young receiver. Tony Pollard taking over the running back duties. And keep an eye out for uh, a young fullback by the name of Hunter Lupke. I'm not even sure if I'm pronouncing that right. He's a guy I had my eyes on for the Rams. If you want a short yardage guy, kind of a, a Swiss Army knife type running back can do a lot of different things. Don't know if he's going to be, I uh, don't even know if he's going to get offensive snaps, to be honest with you, but just to get an eye, a guy to keep an eye on. My number six team is the Baltimore Ravens, and Lamar Jackson paired up with OBJ. Doesn't seem like a good fit right off the bat. But hey, as long as uh, Harbaugh's the coach there, kind of like the Mike Tomlin deal in Pittsburgh, they're going to be really competitive. Now, my number five team, the Buffalo Bills, and roster-wise, they should be higher, but this is a team that seems to always peak too early, right? But Josh Allen and Harbaugh have something to prove. Von Miller's still out at the start of the season, so when he comes back, it'll elevate this team even more. My number four team, the San Francisco 49ers, 
And they should be higher if you just look at the roster. But I have three concerns. One, their offensive line is below average and not a lot of depth there either. I'm not convinced Brock Purdy is ready to go. And plus, maybe D.C.'s defensive coordinators have a little bit of a book on him now. And their field goal kicker, Jake Moody, he may get squared away. But right now, uh, the 49ers uh, kind of in a kind of box themselves into a corner using a third round pick on a kicker who has looked pretty shaky so far. My number three team, the defending NFC champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. Great offensive line, no holes on this roster at all. And they added two outstanding rookies, at least on paper. They should be Jalen Carter and Nolan Smith. This team has even gotten even better. It's just a matter of keeping Jalen Hurts healthy, and this team should roll. I would not pencil them into the NFC Championship game, but in a weakened NFC, it's not going to be... Uh, they could have a pretty... I hate the word use the word easy, but... Uh, they, they're a strong favorite to win this conference, in my opinion. My number two team, the Cincinnati Bengals. And for me, it's all about Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase, mostly Burrow. This guy is, you know, a young quarterback, just getting better, just finding his footing, really. Uh, and he's already, he looks so poised and deadly playing out of the pocket there in Cincinnati. And uh, they they should have been in the Super Bowl last year. A couple of bonehead plays at the end there against Kansas City Costume. They would have been in two straight Super Bowls and might have had a good chance at beating the Eagles. And my number one team, the Kansas City Chiefs. And I'm not one that's going to use that cliched line, hey, if uh, they're the champions, they're the, they're the number one team until someone beats them. I don't buy that. Hey, my number one team is the team that I think is the best team, and I still think Kansas City is due mostly to their quarterback and that great coach, Andy Reid. And look at how much their skill positions have changed recently. They're running back now, Isaiah Pacheco. They're two of their top receivers, Kadarius Tony and Sky Moore. And yet they're still going to be deadly. You know it, right? Travis Kelsey is a head and shoulders above all the other tight ends in the league. So the Chiefs, still my number one team. Now, I don't know if they're going to hold on to it, but for now, I just don't see anyone that I can justify putting ahead of the Chiefs. They're my number one team. That's my power rankings. We'll revisit this occasionally, maybe not every week, but my week one power rankings in the books. And you have the receipts. We'll, we'll check in in a few weeks and see how accurate I was out here. That's going to do it for this episode. Remember, you can reach us at ramsuppodcast at gmail.com. Visit our website at ramsup.com. And don't forget about our YouTube channel. Our handle is at laramsup.com. Until next time, keep the horns up, stay safe, and have fun out there. Music courtesy of the YouTube Audio Library. Tracks featuring Bar Crawl by Track Tribe. Buckeye Banzai by Vans in Japan, and Crimson Fly by Hamahama.
No matter where you live, work, or play in Miami-Dade County, your daily actions impact the marine wildlife and water quality of Biscayne Bay. Learn how you can be Biscayne Bay friendly at miamidade.gov slash Biscayne Bay.